Welcome to Bloody Mary, a podcast about horror movies and what they mean to us. I'm your host, Kristen Lighty, and with us tonight, we have Jessica Misra. Hello, Jessica. Hi. Hey, how about you tell the people a little bit about who you are and what you do? Um, so I'm a stand-up comedian. I've been doing it for about five years, and I'm based in Chicago, and I am scared of horror movies. <laughs> so it's <laughs> fun that I'm on this podcast. <laughs> You know, it's funny. Uh, I have a lot of people on actually that do not like horror. And I think those conversations are always is, uh, pretty fun. Uh, <laughs> last week when I was in altercation, we did a live version and we had Caitlin Chekorowski on and she talked about Casper, the movie, um, which I had not Ooh. seen. Yeah. Because <laughs> she does not like horror at all. Uh, yeah. Wait, and Casper, I, the friendly ghost, like the, the kids version? Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And I realized like, wow, I hate Casper so much. Like, <laughs> he really is just Richie Rich, but see-through. So, you know. Oh my God, he is. Yeah. Isn't there like a theory that like they are the same? Oh, I could see that. Like he, Richie Rich died and became Casper. Yeah. Wow. I haven't thought about Richie Rich in a minute. Yeah. Remember when they like went into the heads of the presidents? No. <laughs> <laughs> like Mount Rushmore. There, I think there was like a scene of Mount. I don't want to get into this because, you know, this is not a Richie Rich podcast, but. <laughs> not yet. Maybe it's a new turn in my life, though. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, where are those podcasts? Yeah, <laughs> no competition there. See where it goes. Uh, so I'm trying to remember where we first crossed paths. Was it the Davenport Festival? Um, I think so. That's the the one I can remember. Yeah, we met there, started chatting, hit it off, and then we started a quest for food that <laughs> unfortunately didn't result in me eating food. We went into a bar, and I think it was like my first time being in a bar, really, post-pandemic, and I was just like... that was so funny because it was like it wasn't like just a bar it was like a club like people are like dancing and like trying to hook up (laughs) and then there's food in like the back you know yeah it felt like you had to go on a quest and survive these gross people and I swear to god they were all like licking each other and just like rubbing on each other And I was just like too sober at that moment. Cause I think it was like almost one o'clock in the morning or something. Yes. Yeah. Really prime hours for, for hookups, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And then like you get, or like, if you make it through it, you get like, like a slider. Yeah. <laughs> like your reward. <laughs> Congrats. Here's your tiny hamburger. <laughs> You know, what's funny is that um, my friend was like, oh, I have a show. Like, I got to run. And I was like, no worries. I'll, I'll grab, I'll wait for the food. Mm-hmm. And then I get a call and someone's like, hey, you're up at like two. And I was like, what? <laughs> 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 so then they like gave me like, I, I don't know what I got, like a buffalo crab rangoon or something. Super good. Really? Yeah. Oh. Um, and <laughs> so I'm just like, well, I guess I got to go perform. <laughs> <laughs> but I eat it as you get on stage. Hello. Uh, no, that festival was super fun. The hotels they put us in were amazing. Thank you Chris, oh my God. for that beautiful experience. Yeah, but that was, that was my first time with a, a bidet. I didn't know they had bidets in Davenport, Iowa. Me 
neither. And I come from Green Bay where the world's toilet paper is produced. And I swear to God, those could put us out of business. So we need to shut up about the bidets. But <laughs> look, I, I want to, but I can't. You I know? know they were so good. It was amazing. Were, there was like a pulse set that I never like setting that I never even used. I was scared. You know, we have so much more to discover. <laughs> it's uncharted territory. For yeah, sure. I want to get booked on that festival next year. Just for the bidet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just laughing. Cause like, like, um, I've been, I've been to like, uh, you know, not to brag, but England and um, <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't use the bidets there. And like, so, you know, Iowa got me to do something Europe could never. <laughs> and I feel like you need bidets in Iowa, you know, yeah. even more. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. So I know you're not a big fan of horror. Have you always not liked horror or how did you feel about it when you were little? I've always been terrified of it. Like, I always like, I feel like, cause it like stays with me. I'm like one of those people where we're like, when I go to bed, I like see the thing in my window, you know, mm. or like, I imagine it in the doorway, you know, I always have to have my back covered. I feel like I'm safer if my back's covered. <laughs> Your back is covered. So you, yeah. can, you can see the monster coming at you or. Yeah. Cause it just, if you feel defenseless, yeah, like, you know what I mean? Like, oh. I, I don't know what it is, but I always need my back covered. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So what is the first horror movie you remember seeing? That's what scarred you, Jessica? (laughs) (laughs) Um, The first one I saw, I think that I like really enjoy and like enjoyed that I remember is like the woman in black uh, starring Daniel Radcliffe. He was incredible. Um, I think he's like in that like transition where he was like, I'm not just Harry Potter. And um, I was here for it. I don't think I've seen that one. I will have to check. Oh, you it haven't out. seen that one? Oh, it was good. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I just because like I felt like like what scared me the most is that like when she's in like the window, she lingers, you know? So like a lot of horror movies, they'll like cut away, like they'll be like, oh shit, like did I see that? But like this one, she like lingered and it just like really creeped me out. Ooh, it's interesting that you bring that up because um our sort of villain in this movie lingers a bit as well. Yes. Oh my God. This movie, first off, it's really great. Um, yeah. I came in completely blind. Oh, I'm glad. So my, my friend, this is what happened. This is how I ended up seeing a horror movie when I don't like horror movies. Is that my friend was like, you got to see Barbarian. It's the funniest movie I've ever seen. Oh, your friend is mean. <laughs> <laughs> And I go, oh, okay. I love a comedy. So then I was, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> so, and then she goes, don't look up anything beforehand. It'll ruin it. So I prided myself on not having even seen the poster for this movie before coming in. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Okay. So for those of you listening, Jessica chose for us to chat about tonight, 2022's Barbarian, uh, which is is not a comedy although like there were a few moments when jay got his when i was like hey. oh my god it was it was I, his whole character justin long did such a great job he was so funny the whole time he was fantastic um so barbarian is the tale of a young woman in detroit for the, she's there for a job interview she pops into an airbnb which is uh, you know simultaneously rented to another person named keith who we think is going to be a bad guy 
Uh, oh, and just to remind you all, Bloody Mary, we go full spoilers. Uh, Barbarian is on HBO Max now, so go watch it and then come on back. But Keith revealed, not a bad guy. Then we meet Jay, uh, sort of a hmm, Hollywood star accused of raping a young woman and he his career ends. And so he decides to go back to Detroit. And that's really where these two paths converge and they discover what's been happening in this house for 60 years. So <laughs> Jessica, why did you choose Barbarian? <laughs> that was kind of thrust upon you, I guess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I didn't choose Barbarian. It chose me. <laughs> I mean, what a, what a great horror movie to be thrust into, you know? Mm-hmm. I could have been thrust into a really bad one and that would have been really hard. Um, but I, I actually do like really, I really enjoy like the plot of horror movies. I feel like there's always like a cool backstory and there's always like, it's, it's the, the jump thrills, um, that I can't handle. But like, I, what I liked about this one is that it was just like, A, I thought they did the tension so good. Mm-hmm. And then B, the monster was just like so believable, mm-hmm. you know, like, uh, it wasn't like paranormal activity. It was just like a dude is like really fucked up and then like created this like, it's almost like generational trauma essentially, but like to the oh, max. Yeah. yeah. And then like, that is like what's haunting these people, you know? And then like at the end, you know, obviously spoilers, but it's like, she's not the worst thing down there. And that like still, that's what one of the characters says. He says, she's not the worst thing down there. And then you realize it's the guy that made her Mm-hmm. And you're like, holy fuck. Yeah. Like that, it, was, it was, it was weirdly, I hate to say feminist movie, but like, I feel like that turns people off. But I, it was really, I just felt like, like Tess is the main character and she's like, so fucking cool, you know? But then like every time she like doesn't listen to her instincts, like that's like what gets them into trouble you know? And every time, first off, I want to say, um, you're talking to a feminist bully. So saying (laughs) feminist movie is super cool. Um, but yeah, every time people don't listen to tests, bad shit happens to them and to her. Yeah. Even when Tess doesn't listen to tests, that's the worst. (laughs) Yeah. You are correct. So the opening scene where she meets Keith. So first off, I love the casting of, uh, I think his name is Bill Skarsgård. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so casting of him, he plays the clown. It Pennywise, um, yeah, it. yeah, PIs. and he's he's so good at like simultaneously being the creepiest man in the room and also like a kicked puppy. You feel bad for, you know. Mm-hmm. So like, I I was like, he was great. Um, but I was like reading about this because uh, you know the scene where they like open up and they're like meeting or whatever. Apparently the the writer, he like tried to put as many red flags in that scene as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, you feel it, you know what I mean? Like, you don't know if Bill is good or bad until the second he dies. Yeah. yeah. Like I literally didn't trust him at all. You know, I kept expecting him to do something bad. Mm-hmm. Like when he put the tea out, I was like, don't drink that tea. Like, I was literally like, do not drink that tea. <laughs> no. I don't care that it's just water in a tea bag. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm curious. Would you have stayed at that Airbnb? Oh, God. You know, I really was thinking about it. Um, Because she's she doesn't really have a choice, right? It's like she could sleep in her car, but it's like super creepy out there. 
Mm -hmm. but also it's like you don't want to be in with this guy but also it's like I hated that she never checked she never verified the hotel situation you know like he was like oh yeah there's a convention in town so we can't get a hotel and then she was like that sucks (laughs) like oh really Keith is there or is that part of your plan (laughs) I honestly I would not have stayed in that Airbnb I would have um, driven probably down to like Corktown or the more like downtown neighborhoods and Mm. tried to look for a hotel. See, I'm like one of those people that would be like, oh, it's only 30 minutes away and it's much cheaper to stay here (laughs) 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 and just have no knowledge of the area or like how creepy it would be. And I would show up at night when it's raining you know because why would I show up during the day yeah yeah Uh, you know I was torn on that as well because I am um a cheap person and if I already booked a room I'd be pissed that I didn't have my room but you know what would be in the back of my head is after something bad happened at that Airbnb everyone would be like well there was a man there why did she stay there Like, yeah, we all know. We all know. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh God, I don't know. Has that ever happened to you in real life? Has that ever like even double booked? No, but I have stopped with Airbnb because like I've had friends have really weird experiences with it, like renting a room and someone gets in bed with them and like, what? Uh, yeah, really messed up shit like that. So I'm like, no, thank you. I will take a hotel with a nice big lock on that door. Thank you very much. <laughs> Plus like their cleaning fees are insane like I don't know if you've looked at their prices lately but like half of the cost is a cleaning cost yeah and then they don't show you till the end once you've like fully committed like mentally to this like place yeah and you're like oh good it's $60 a night for cleaning yeah and now I could get murdered no thank you (laughs) yeah I recently stayed in an an Airbnb where like the couple was like clearly like empty nesters and they were just like so like they were like like standing outside my door they're like you need anything <laughs> and I was like is this creepy or friendly <laughs> oh that terrifies me like I tried staying at a bed and breakfast once uh and uh, just like every morning they wanted to talk to me and I came in late because I was doing shows and so they were like irritated by that. It's just like this, it feels like I'm staying with family and I have to pay for it. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that's like really weird. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes Airbnbs, you feel like you're like, can I stay out late? You know? I know. <laughs> hey, mom, is it okay? I'm going to go out late. <laughs> I but literally like these people, they were like an older couple and they were like so sweet. But like, I was literally, they were like, and you can stay out as late as you want. And I'm like, I know I'm renting. <laughs> yeah. I'm an adult. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm paying you so I can stay here. I'm not going to like come back at eight 30. <laughs> yeah. So I'm curious, uh, you know, within this movie, I, I think the big theme was, you know, Tess not trusting her gut and always being conditioned to care more about others than her self-preservation. Yeah. And I think even, um, you know, I think his name was, was it Andre, the homeless man that lives in the neighborhood? I think it was. Even he, at one point when she escaped the first time, he was like, you have to worry about you. Get out of here Uh, and stay alive. 
Yeah. And she was just like, oh, that's so selfish. Like, how could I? Yeah. And it made me think a lot too about my own experience. Like, we are conditioned to always put others first as women, I feel like. Yeah. And you know, okay, I go back and forth on this, but it almost feels like because when she steps over the threshold, when she ignores all the warning signs and steps over the threshold into the Airbnb, and then there's this long pan throughout the entire house, it almost feels like everything's been like predestined to happen. Oh, you know, it's like from that moment that she decides to like override her like gut and because she's doing it out of like awkwardness, essentially, or like courtesy, because he's like, he keeps asking her to like, come in, you know? Yeah. So it feels like that's like the moment that like the dominoes get set. You're right. And then anything that happens after that, it's like, well, she consented. And I think that issue of consent and pressuring people is really big throughout the film as well, especially with our um, dirtbag Jay character. Yeah, you know, I feel like none of the men, um, besides the homeless guy, (laughs) are like that great, Mm -hmm. you know? Because it's like, Keith seems benign, but he like, he is the reason that like, she has to go down there. You know what I mean? He doesn't believe her when she like, says that she sees this creepy room, you know? He like, like that was, and like, he like, forces her to kind of stay just because he's having this like adorable meet cute in his mind that he like needs to continue. Yes. You know? And like, he's always like, he's never aggressive, but he's always pushing stuff on her, which I, I hated, you know? Yeah. And the line he says to her is I can't be running off in a panic because a room in a basement has a bucket in it. Mm -hmm. And it was like, okay, dude, you didn't see that room. Like nothing good (laughs) is happening in that room. Also, clearly not an ordinary room with a bucket in it. Yeah. It's in a basement. She's freaking out. And also there's just so many like red flags, you know, like this whole thing just feels creepy. And like, I loved, I loved that they like kind of like subverted our expectations when like she gets locked in the basement which sucked you were everyone in the theater was screaming they're like don't do that don't do that don't fucking do that (laughs) I know also what kind of house has a door that the basement locks behind you that's just weird I mean I feel like it was built that way based on like the guy that owned it yeah so I have a feeling that's like his move right oh definitely trap women in the basement You know, speaking of trapping women in the basement, I was watching it with my friend in the theater and she had a great point. She was like, it's not Detroit. It's always dudes in Ohio that are doing shit like this. (laughs) (laughs) And I do feel like Detroit gets used as poverty porn in movies a lot. Um, And I just, I don't know. I don't like that. I guess like they had a hard go of it. And a lot of people there are doing cool things to reclaim the land with farms and art. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I just, I think it's kind of when directors choose to do that. Yeah. I thought that was kind of an interesting choice as well as like the neighborhood. I wonder how much of that was like they made or was like already naturally there. Like I genuinely just don't know. Yeah, I guess neighborhood, like the Brightmore neighborhood still has a lot of, um, you know, vacant abandoned homes, but the city has been trying really hard to like um, demolish a lot of the empty houses. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 
I don't know. The the scene where she's driving through the neighborhood, though, I mean, they captured the eerie vibes incredibly. Mm-hmm. You know, like every alarm bell in my head is like running off. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess like I have worked, I, I think maybe in a way I've become desensitized to that um, sort of urban decay in a way, because I worked in Gary, Indiana for a while and Detroit. And so maybe it's just like the more you see it, it's like, I don't know. I don't know. That's me and my friends were just coming back from uh, uh, Cincinnati and we were driving through Gary and we literally stopped because they had the cheapest gas and we're like, is it worth it? Like, because mm. <laughs> like, it's like the middle of the night and the gas is like 20 cents cheaper. So then we're like, all right, if it's sketchy, like we won't go in. And we go and it's like bustling. Everyone's like, this is the cheapest gas within 50 miles. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, We couldn't find an empty spot. That's how aggressively like, <laughs> there was so much traffic at this gas station. <laughs> That's funny. Oh yeah. To bring us back to talking about consent though. I love in the film when we first meet Jay, cause like we've just seen Keith be murdered by mother. Yes. And then it like, bam, sunshiny, happy guy in his car. And it's almost like a relief to meet Jay. Cause you're like, yes. Oh, okay. We're like Donovan. We're in the car. It's nice. Like, like, cause the tension, the scene before that was so long. They don't give you any relief for so long, you know? So when you meet Jay, you're like, oh, thank God, it's safe. We're outside. He's singing a a happy song. (laughs) And then we get to know Jay. (laughs) Yeah. You know, okay, this, I don't don't know. The second he, like, called that girl a bitch derogatorily, I was like, he did it. Oh, yeah. 100%. (laughs) 100%. Because at first, not- you know, you're like, oh, like, he seems like such a sweet person. I don't know, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, once he, like, finds out the news and he starts, like, like being, like, that fucking bitch, I was like, yeah. Yeah, it didn't drive well. And then he was rude to the property manager, rude to his mom, called his friend the F word at the <laughs> bar. It was like, oh, this guy's a douchebag. Like, yeah, I, I know this guy from like high school frat boy shit, you know. And you know what? Like the director, he actually wanted Zach Efron for the role, but Zach turned it down. And then they were like, "Oh, maybe we should go for like a more goofy, charming kind of mm-hmm. guy." Mm-hmm. And I really liked that decision. I thought it added so much more, you know. Yeah, it's not always like the chats, like the the big like you know, jacked guy who like cares about his appearance a lot, you know? Oh yeah. No. Yeah. I find like, usually it is that goofy, charming guy. That's like big creep vibes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and then, you know, like when they're out, um, at the bar in Michigan together and he's really like explaining what happened with the young actress he assaulted, and he's like, she took some convincing. She said no at first, but I'm a persistent dude. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you're a rapist. Like, you're <laughs> full on rapist. Like, yeah. Like, my friend was hoping that his other friend was videotaping or recording it with a wire. You know, we were like, come on. <laughs> I actually thought he might be, right? Because that news would be worth a lot. Yeah. And this is just yeah. some guy you don't know. So, yeah. Yeah. That would have been fun to see him have his comeuppance in that way, but nope. 
that's where like the writing really shines because I'm like, that's how somebody would admit to this, right? Yeah. Like it would at first be like, oh, you know me, dude, I'm so persistent. You know what I mean? I just, I feel like it was such a real conversation, you know? The writing in this movie was just so good, you know? It really was. Yeah, the conversations felt so real. Like she didn't like go down to the basement for like a contrived reason. Like she, you know, Mm-hmm. We've all been there where you're like, fuck, the toilet paper is in the scariest place in the house. Why would we do this? <laughs> yeah. And she even looked at that basement hallway and said, nope. And I was like, good test. Good. That was the best. Literally people in the theater were cheering. They're like, like, we were all so <laughs> happy. You. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I was staying at this house for comedy uh, a weekend uh, this summer and their basement door was like nailed shut and had like a weird like bar across it. And part of me is like, I wonder what's down there. And then I was like, nope, I'm not. I don't, I don't give a shit what's down there. I'm staying up here. Yeah. And it was so refreshing to see like some just like some common sense and like a horror film, you know? Yeah. Where they're like they're not like, oh, we got to progress the plot forward. Like, you know? Yeah. She was just yeah. like, fuck this. And then she'd been down there so long. She like felt more comfortable where she could like explore it by like you know shining the mirror down there I love that tactic because you know Keith didn't do that at all he just waltzed right down that dark scary hallway yeah I'm a white man nothing will happen to me <laughs> like I would go see this bucket <laughs> what's so crazy about this bucket say <laughs> that room like as soon as you saw that room it was like get that get out of there get no uh it just like the one thing I love about this film is it's so like it just like shows you things that could be really terrible, like that room with the bed and the video camera and the cages, mm-hmm. um, you know, and it builds tension in that way, which it, it's not like there are no jump scares in it, which is really interesting. Even mother kind of like lingers a little bit, you mm-hmm. know, in most cases, although I guess when we meet her with Keith, that's a bit of a jump scare. Yes. And that was terrifying. I literally was like watching through like four fingers. Like they were doubling on each other. <laughs> <laughs> but like, that's like, by the end of the movie, you're kind of used to her, you know? Yeah. I feel in the end of the movie, I actually kind of like her. Yes. It was really like, she was like endearing. Yeah. And her face. Okay. Jay is, is such a piece of shit. Um, (laughs) no redemption arc (laughs) no redemption whatsoever like when he throws Tess off the water tower that I screamed in the theater because I was like (laughs) wow how could you do that to someone and even mother's face was like sad like oh no how could you do that like he was like you're the monster yeah (laughs) exactly I was literally because like he'd been he'd been like I gotta save her for like this is for me. Like, I got to like, like he wanted to like be a better person. And then when it came down to it, he's just not, you know? Yeah. And you know, when he kept saying, I hurt someone and that's not right, I'm going to fix it. I think he was actually talking about the starlet that he assaulted mm-hmm. and he was like fixated on his own career yes. and making it all about him. Like, I don't think he was talking about Tess and shooting Tess at all. I think he was so <laughs> self-obsessed that he was just like, comatose in on his issue Mm -hmm. and then also it's like you really didn't need to shoot her she was talking the whole time like well before like you saw her (laughs) 
like obviously in the moment he's probably terrified so you know I do want to give him some benefit of the doubt like I would be freaking out but it's like she had been talking like we kind of knew that she was coming like she didn't like jump around a corner I was like I'm this you know yeah exactly she was talking the whole time I feel like every time Tess tried to interact with Jay it ended up hurting her like yes that's such a good point Tess, just leave him. Like, <laughs> oh my God. When she fucking, when she went back into the house, I was like, Tess, do not do this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's terrifying. Oh my God. You know what is interesting to me too is like the interaction between Frank and Jay. Mm. And like Jay, originally, he's going to save Frank. And then he watches Frank's videotapes and realizes what Frank's been up to but like I can't help but wonder like I mean Jay is a piece of shit so he didn't have any self-reflection in this moment but I can't help but wonder if he was thinking about like we've both been violent to women I'm kind of like Frank I'm more like Frank than I am like Tess Mm -hmm. you know what though that moment didn't strike me until later when I was like thinking about the movie because he's looking at Frank like he's such a monster right but it's like they've committed a similar act. You know, obviously he didn't like record it and like torture this girl the way like Frank did. Mm-hmm. But like it is still like you're not as far away from this guy as you want to believe. And you could tell that like he was having so much trouble with that moment, you know? Um, and then also it's like there were so many red flags when he enters that, right? Like this is a scary, creepy place, right? Why would an old man be in a bed and like kind of like not taking care for it? Like it's like kind of a gross place, but he's like clearly comfortable. Yeah, Like that would raise alarm bells immediately. This is too jarring from what I just left, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, not like, not unironic that he finds comfort and like safety in in, uh, Frank's place, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where he's like, oh, finally, I can be free from the mother. <laughs> yeah. You know, some people had wondered if Frank killed himself because he had suddenly realized, like, I'm a terrible person. Or uh, was it because Jay said, the cops will be here, they'll save us, don't worry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's because he knew the cops were going to come. I definitely think it's because the cops were coming. I, I don't think that was enough to like jar him from like, what, what, how long have you been doing this? Like 60 years or something? Yeah. Yeah. It was, oh, I don't know. I absolutely agree. I think he just didn't want to be taken alive. Yeah, absolutely. And like, oh my God, for like the mother to be terrified of him, like he must be like that. Like she could overpower him for sure, right? Oh, yeah. But she's terrified of him. It's like the elephant that's like tied to like a pole when they're younger and they can't get out of it. So when they're big enough to like get out of it, they like don't fight it at all, you know? Oh. Yeah, it's like a psychological thing. Mm. Yeah, there's there's actually like so much empathy for the mother. Yeah. <laughs> I like really do feel for her, you know? Yeah. And like it, it pissed me off when like Tess is like telling him how to survive and he won't do it you know like Tess is like don't anger her and just do what she says like that's what's best for you I've been literally living here for weeks and I've survived well you know what's funny about that is like this idea of like just play along and you'll survive is kind of like what we're taught as women 
mm. all the time. And then when Jay is told to act in a submissive way, he can't do it. He won't do it. Yes. It's, it's too egregious, you know, mm-hmm. and part of me is like, okay, like so much has happened to him in such a little amount of time, but it's also like same thing happened to Tess, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and the same thing he perpetrated the same act on a woman you know he was just persistent with that woman and he Mm. you know had sex with her and it was it was great for him but like when he's in the opposite shoes of like being forced to play along for the mother he loses his mind yeah oh jay you piece of shit you can't even (laughs) see this I literally didn't even put that together till right now but you're so right like he's like so disgusted and so reluctant but like like eventually does like like concede but it's like obviously he's not happy about it you yeah. know I mean? how does it feel jay <laughs> <laughs> all the hairy nipple oh my god i was like what is happening <laughs> yeah yeah that was pretty intense you know what it was, it was funny that happened that it, it kind of took me out of the movie for a minute is um frank's neighbor in the flashback is kurt Broneler. yes I say oh my god the comedian yeah i was like i, oh, I love that. him like yeah (laughs) but also like I was kind of like his like uniform clearly said Carlos and he goes hey Frank what's and like it's just kind of like ignoring all these red flags again and again yeah because you know Frank's a good guy he wouldn't he wouldn't do anything weird yeah he dresses up like Carlos once in a while but I don't (laughs) I don't know sure I've never seen his wife and he's always bringing him diapers that's kind of weird yeah yeah (laughs) Oh man. Yeah. It just feels like everybody's like willfully like this is like, I can't, I can't like actually process what is going on. You know, it's like, it feels like everybody's so hellbent on being polite that they like cannot accept the reality that's in front of them. Yeah. And then you have mother who she just wants to have a baby. And, um, (laughs) oh my God. You know what that reminded me of? You know, like those stories of those kids where the parents are like insane and they like, the only way they can like communicate with the world was like through movies. So these movies become like so important to them. It's like, imagine having one movie for your entire, like, of course that would become everything to you. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah, also, I mean, that's the only interaction she's had that isn't Frank. And possibly the only positive interaction she's had, right? Like, you know, I'm sure like Frank didn't really breed like a loving mother-daughter relationship between her mother. Oh, yeah. 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 I was thinking about that too. Like, just like the timeline of it, if it it would be feasible that there could be a, a creature or a human that was so inbred that they would be like that you know like how many generations like because they say she's a copy of a copy of a copy Mm -hmm. um but yeah I'm no scientist so I don't know I feel like the timeline doesn't make total sense to me that was one of those Mm -hmm. things because like it feels like too short of a time frame for her to be a copy of a copy of a copy right yeah Um, but it's also and also she's like she's like a Ford truck dude she's built different yeah (laughs) (laughs) yes she is like nothing can take her out getting hit by a car falling off this huge thing cracking her skull like you know what I mean mm-hmm. yeah. oh so here's a question for you Jay said the phrase am I a bad person or a good person who did a bad thing 
I think Jay has thoroughly revealed himself to be a bad person, but were there any moments where you thought that Jay was going to redeem himself? Mm. I mean, I was, I don't know. I feel like against reason, I was quite hopeful. Mm-hmm. I, I have this movie. Name. You want to, you want to have a good main character. Well, you, you just want them to like have like a, re- like clearly like they built him up. Like we had gotten to know him. Like you wanted him to redeem himself. Mm-hmm. You know, but then when push came to shove, you're like, he's going to fucking do it, isn't he? He's going to throw it. And he doesn't hesitate at all. No, he like grabs her hair and like, yeah. By the hair. It was like really aggressive. (laughs) I know. I will never get mother's face out of my mind when he does that. And then when he finds out she's not dead, he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I had no choice. You started to slip. There was nothing I could do. You're going to be okay. I'm saving you. I'm like, oh, you murdered her, tried to murder her. And now you're trying to paint yourself as a hero. I know like the mental gymnastics. It's like, man, I didn't even get to that level when I did gymnastics. Like, <laughs> I is an Olympian. He's so good at what he does. <laughs> What are you saying? She like, she, oh, your hand slipped. It's like, do you remember you grabbed her by the hair? Like, oh, yeah, <laughs> terrible, terrible person. Oh my god, yeah. So, what were your favorite parts of your accidental viewing of this horror movie? Okay, um, favorite parts. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like uh, it, it was really stressful. The whole thing was really stressful. Mm-hmm. But like, I think that was like the the point of it. I feel like in, in like for this movie, I didn't have like favorite moments as well as much as like, I was like, oh, I love how like realistic this feels. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously it was so funny when Jay is like super hyped about like the extra square foot in like his house. Oh like, yeah. He, he was such a goob, you know? Yeah. <laughs> he, was, <laughs> he literally makes it out of the basement fine the first time and goes back in for more. Oh I yeah. Like, He's so obsessed of like, I'm going to get more money from my square footage. I don't even notice the murder room. Like, the murder room does nothing for him. He's like, Tuesday, got to keep going. Ooh, darker hallway goes down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I actually, I really did appreciate the comedic relief, you know? Yeah. They put you in a, a state of tension, elongated tension for so long. I just, I love that like, I could like laugh and like relieve some of that before we went for more. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. My favorite part uh, was when she is banging through the basement window. Tess is trying to escape Mm -hmm. and Andre pulls her out. And just as he's pulling her out, the mother's arms are trying to grab her back in. And then she kind of like disappears back into that darkness. Like, Oh, that was so good. (laughs) Yeah, I think I really also enjoyed the scene where like Tess does like build the mirror contraption to like look down the hallway. Oh, yeah. Uh, first off, it was like so smart. I loved her caution. And then like also like it just felt like what you would have done, right? Mm-hmm. If you find this creepy like thing, like you're like clearly curious, but you're like, I have nothing. Yeah. Know? Oh, yeah. I was also really moved by the way the cops interacted with Tess. Like they looked at her clothes, her hair, and they were just like, <laughs> sure thing. Yeah, whatever. I was so, because like until that moment, I didn't even realize that she like looked that much of a mess because I was like, of course she looks a mess. She's been in a, a cage for weeks, you know, like yeah. I'm like, so like coming at it from her perspective. 
that then like I looked at it from like the cop's perspective and I was like oh they're gonna write her off you know yeah she looks just like a drug addict and yeah and even like when like the uh Andre like you know runs after her the first time which is ironic right because he's trying to help her we yeah realize later but like he's don't he's going about it in a way where like she can't she can't trust him you know yeah like he's coming off like a threat whereas like uh even though Jay is more of a threat, he doesn't come off as a threat, which is interesting. Yeah. Well, what he says, hey, little girl, come out of that house. Like, mm, I know, I know. <laughs> a man calling me little girl. I'm like, oh, I'm not into Although, that. don't either. like chase after people, you know? Yeah. Like, like that, that's not going to like yield the results you want if you're like screaming, hey, hey. It is something to be said about like perceived class status, right? That like Andre, who is there to help, we view him as a threat because he is homeless and a black man. But Keith, we're like, oh, he's probably okay because he likes the same bands as her. And, uh, you know, he's a middle class white guy. So, yeah, that's the thing is that like, yeah, they bond over that. And that's when she finally like takes the glass of like, you know, wine and stuff like that and starts to hang out with him. But it's like the situation hasn't changed. No. I, I don't know. Just because they know like, some music doesn't make them good people. <laughs> right? But that would work on me. Like if we had a shared connection. <laughs> me too. Yeah. I would literally be like, you get it, dude. You like this. And I like this. So we're friends. You know? We like the same stuff. How could we not be friends? How could you want to hurt me? Yes. Yeah. Even though mm-hmm. ugh, Keith really bothered me. I, I really didn't like Keith. Yeah, he, I just didn't trust him. When he fucking laughed at her when she was like locked in the basement, like she was a child and she yeah. was clearly so freaked out. And he was like, haha, you little silly Billy. Just don't want to get lost in the basement again. I was like, yeah. I will fucking kill you. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, he certainly got his. <laughs> I know. Like when he gets his head bashed in, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you gotta believe women, Keith. <laughs> It was just like, I was like, you're not the good guy you think you are just because you learned all the terms. There's all these guys out there that learned the right things to say, but still don't take no for an answer. Still don't like believe or like, or condescending. You know what I mean? It, it's like, you are not as bad as the other ones, but you're not as different as you think, you know? Yeah. yeah it's a real Frank and Jay moment. <laughs> oh my God. Frank's backstory too was like so dark. The way they filmed Frank creeped me out because it was like that Technicolor, bright filming, um, and then everything. To meet Frank, we only saw the back of his head, like when he was grocery shopping and driving, and that it just felt like we are watching a predator, you know? And did you notice that the girl that he was stalking, her dress was what Jay picked up? Yeah. Which is why this movie was so brilliant. Like there were so many like inferences of like something really terrible happened. Like when he was pretending to be in his Carlos suit and he just unlocked the bathroom mirror and like, I mean, window and like, then we see the dress later on. So it's like, oh God, we know know. what happened. You keep hoping against hope that she made it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like maybe he didn't come back. Maybe he got distracted. Maybe she locked it later. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But she was trusting, right? Of authority. Mm-hmm. Even though it's like, she's like, okay, what? Like, why would you be in my house? Like, I didn't call anyone. You know, like that's yeah. suspicious. Yeah, absolutely. I think this movie really like 
trust the viewer a lot to put things together for yourself and not bludgeon you with like really graphic imagery. Mm-hmm. And I think in that way, it's almost scarier sometimes. I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah, I like that they didn't show as much as you thought they were going to show. Like they really just kind of like let you fill in what kind of guy Frank is. Mm-hmm. And it almost makes him eerier. It does. Because it's like, oh man, how many Franks are out there? <laughs> yeah. And it was like, I don't know. It's so weird when like the, they were, they were, it's just like red flags. Like people are just like constantly, they're like, I can't like, I have to be polite. I have to do my job, right? So when he goes to the the grocery store and he clearly like doesn't know anything, but he says he's having a home birth. And this woman is like, men don't know anything. They're so silly. But it's like, this is weird. All of this is off, you know? You've got a midwife, right? And he's like, nope. Like, (laughs) maybe someone should follow Frank home. Yeah. Also, I kind of was like, wouldn't people notice like women going missing like that much in that area? I don't know. Well, you know, the neighbor said the neighborhood's going to hell. So maybe that was indicative of like disappearances or maybe I could also see it as like, you know, women go missing all the time and, you know, the world keeps spinning because no one seems to care. Yeah. So is mother... (laughs) Is mother kind of like the embodiment of phys- uh, feminist rage or what do you, what do you see mother as? Mm, I don't know. I feel like I, I see mothers just like um, a broken person. Yeah. She's kind of a victim. I mean, yeah. she's absolutely a victim. Yeah. I mean, like she like, I don't want to excuse her, like her behavior too much, but it does feel like she's just a product of what, has happened to her you know and like hurt hurt people hurt people (laughs) oh the old (laughs) say but it's like it's it's clear that she doesn't want to hurt them but she just doesn't know how to deal with people at all you know like she wants to love Tess and she wanted to love Jay too but like he just wouldn't accept it Mm -hmm. and obviously it's a very smothering insane love yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I've it's she like she knew what she wanted, but she wasn't taught any of the tools on how to actually like build a relationship. So yeah, I imagine if you were just given one 30-minute video, like how you got there wouldn't exactly look right. <laughs> yeah. Also kind of a weird thing for him to like care about the breastfeeding process so much. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Because it's like, I feel like a guy like that isn't really like, oh, but I really want you to be able to nourish your child well. (laughs) Well, you know, it was probably more of a cost thing because the mother then could feed the child and he wouldn't have to worry about feeding it. Oh, yeah. There's so many like logistics questions that like don't matter, but like I do think about. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So any any final thoughts on um, Barbarian? Now um, that you've accidentally viewed this horror movie, are you going to do a deep, deep dive and, and watch a ton or? No, <laughs> I, was, I literally like my, if you could have measured my blood pressure, it was so high at the end of this. Mm. Like I, I like literally was like, 
even though it was like an incredible movie and I'm so happy I watched it I just I like I couldn't sleep for weeks after I like stopped really? showering yeah well not weeks but days yeah weeks was impressive <laughs> oh no but like I like I really just pictured the mother like coming into my house anytime I heard a sound I'm like she's awake and she comes out and I'm like (laughs) (laughs) oh here's a good ending question who was the barbarian okay um I just got some coffee (laughs) mother brought you coffee that's the see she loves you That was so fucking scary. <laughs> I'm never going to watch a horror movie again. <laughs> um, who is the barbarian? It's definitely Frank. Yeah, um, I agree. You know, I, I love that they added that line. That's my favorite line in the movie. There are worse things down there than her. Yeah. Ugh. Ooh, that and uh, I love the line when Jay was like, that's my house. I would know if people are living there and. And Andre was like, you might own it on paper, but that's her daddy's house. And like, (laughs) oh, my God. Yeah. Great, great quotes. Great writing. um, Great balance. Great pacing. Just an overall well done movie. You know, Mm -hmm. I have faith that we'll win you back on more horror movies. (laughs) I will read the Wikipedia plot summary. I would I would love to do that. I'll do that all day, every day. I'm too scared. Uh, well, Jessica is actually going to be uh, up in Green Bay for our November 18th Don't Tell premiere in Green Bay, which I know I'm not supposed to say, but hey, it's fun. So it's fun to tell secrets. <laughs> uh, but Jessica, where can people learn more about what you're working on? I have an Instagram at Jessica Comedy, so you can follow me there or um, add me on Facebook, Jessica Misra probably better to follow me on Instagram. I, I don't feel like I add random people <laughs> on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And this will be out like the first full week of November. Is there anything you would like to alert people to? Uh, yeah. If you're in the Chicago area, I run a show at the Lincoln Lodge first Fridays of the month. So 9, 9 p.m. Check us out. No gimmicks comedy. Awesome. And we'll have all those links in the description of the show. Jessica, thank you so much for reliving the trauma that is Barbarian. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it was a delight to have you on. And uh, we'll talk again soon. That's been Bloody Mary. Have a good night.